It's a lot more than you think. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, If You Want to Knit Some Mittens, by Laura Purdy Salas, illustrated by Angela Madison, published by Astra Young Readers. If You Want to Knit Some Mittens is an extremely in-depth manual into how yarn for mittens is made. Will we learn a great deal about the process? Or will it be so dry nothing will stick? Well, get your needles, we're doing some sewing. Grab your books if you got them, and let's get cooking. As we begin, it's important to note that Laura numbers each step in the process. Yep, this thing's like a textbook, only the pictures are better. For step one, her main character, who's a girl that we never get the name of, tells us to get our very own sheep. Yeah, that's doable. Let me just grab one from my neighbor, the shepherd. Where the hell does she get off? It's hard enough to find a rack of lamb for Christmas, let alone a full, living, breathing one. Boy, we're really starting from the beginning. Why don't we start with how the sheep was made? Sorry, that would be too graphic. Well, saddle up. Sorry, shear up. I think we're in for a long one. We see the girl and her dad buying produce on a farm, and they just so happen to come across a free sheep. What luck! They throw the thing in the back of their pickup and go on their way. I hope they don't get in an accident where that sheep is going to the moon. Oh, honey, I'm having a hard time falling asleep. We'll count some sheep! Ha, ha, good one. One sheep. One sheep? What the hell was that? For step two, the girl tells us to pamper the animal throughout the cold winter. Aren't there winter coats made out of the sheep's fur for a reason? Uh Uh-oh, this girl is making a mistake I've made a few too many times. She's out in the frigid cold with no gloves on, doting on this animal. She better be careful, otherwise she won't be needing mittens. You know, this whole farm to mitten thing seems like a hell of a lot more expensive way to get mittens than just going to Goodwill. But then again, maybe that's why she doesn't have money for mittens in the first place. Bad decisions. Now it feels like we're finally getting somewhere. The girl takes out the shears and gives this sheep a buzz cut. She's taking it all off. Woo, it's Brise in here. With the sheep now looking like G.I. Jane, she tells us, quote, Four, soak the dirty fleece in soapy water. Ring out grass and food and dirt. Sheep are not the cleanest creatures. End quote. Sounds like me after a Friday night. Laura doesn't skip over one step. She even discusses wringing out the wet fleece. I think we get the gist of the process. This girl is all about her sheep-to-needle product, but she doesn't see that she has a rather special sheep that she could market. I mean, the sheep is riding a bike. Talk about rolling in fleece gold. And it's riding right through the fleece. It's not like she missed it. We'll skip over some steps here, because Laura won't. If you want to know every intimate detail, you know which book to pick up. 
but I have to make a judgment call, so we aren't sitting here all day watching the sheep fade into old age. After she gets the wool all separated, she spins it into yarn. So we have yarn now. We're on to knitting, right? Wrong. Those were only the first steps. You forgot about dyeing the yarn, silly. We watch as the girl decides on a color. White's fine. Just pick one. She goes through a bunch of color cards and settles on dehydrated pea gold. Wouldn't be my first choice. Oh, geez. We do a sidebar for step nine and completely leave the yarn to plant some marigolds. And then we sit there staring at the soil, waiting for them to grow. And we get this comment from the girl. Quote, Well, nobody said this would be a quick project. End quote. Ain't that the truth. But nobody said we're going to need to set aside our whole week for this book either. This whole time the sheep finds ways to sabotage this girl. And that might be the only reason to continue flipping through. To see what ridiculous thing it does next. The sheep is even jumping rope now, sending all the marigolds flying. It's hilarious. But what's not hilarious is how this girl wouldn't know a million dollar idea if it came up and slapped her in the face. The girl's marigolds are picked and dried out, so she heads inside to cook up some meth with her dad, all masked up. They're making some witch's brew that helps the dye adhere to the yarn. Are those masks doing anything? They aren't even secure to their faces. Odds are they don't care, because they're already high off the fumes. And for dad... That's the only thing that makes sheltering a sheep for a whole year worth it. What happens next? They dump the yarn and the marigolds into a boiling pot on the stove. And then she takes the yarn out to dry. This is one painstaking process. And I don't care to do it. In fact, I don't care to know how to do it. And finally, no we aren't done. We're on to the girl using the yarn to knit herself some mittens. More waiting occurs, and then it gets to winter, and the manual ends on the girl with her sheep sledding in the snow, wearing the new matching mittens she knitted for them several months ago. How fun! You know, if you think about it, for the sheep it's kind of like wearing a toupee on its hoofs. The lessener goal of this read was to open our eyes to the painstaking process behind the products we buy regularly and take for granted. Who knew mittens were so complex? This is also great insight into some of our supply chain issues. If there's one problem, our mittens, or whatever product it is, will be delayed. In this case, if there wasn't enough sheep, or the marigolds had a bad growing season, or the chemicals for the dye got huffed a few too many times, we'd be mittenless because of a multitude of issues that could have arisen. It really makes you think. So what are my thoughts on Laura's work? Well... I was dying, pun intended, to say she spins a good yarn. But, unfortunately I can't. It was just an okay yarn. She did provide plenty of humor, and that I have to compliment her on. But after that, it was entirely too long, and some of it felt like it could have been consolidated. Playing devil's advocate with myself, would that have destroyed her lesson? Maybe, but the length somewhat did it too. So she was damned if she did, and damned if she didn't. As for Angela's pictures, they were just as funny as the writing, maybe even more. She did a wonderful job making this sheep the likable pain in the ass. Sorry, pain in the lamb. She also switched up different perspectives to try and keep this from getting dry, 
though I don't think anything could have done that. So, if you're really contemplating pasture to crochet and need an in-depth guide, read this. If you're not, you might want to find a book with a different topic. On a scale from 1 to 5, I'm giving this book a 2.5. I'll have a taste, push it around to make it look like I ate it, and go back for a bite or two. But I'm leaving before I get dragged into helping. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.